Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 116, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngagedFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, I am joined by my lovely wife, Jenna. Hello, everybody. And this week, we're talking about video games. Now, I do want to apologize. We did take a couple of weeks off there uh, unexpectedly. Um, we're just going to go ahead and put that on the calendar that the last two weeks of the year we just take off because uh, families, <coughs> excuse me, and holidays. And lots of kids. And lots and of kids. Lots of events. There's just, there's just too much. It's too much. It's too much. So, um, here we are. Um, we're back. It's time to play some video. It's time to talk about video games. Specifically, we're going to talk about, uh, we did last time, we did our family's favorite board games of the year. We thought, why not just roll in with that kind of um, format and do our favorite video games that we played this year. So we went ahead and asked our three kids and ourselves. And, we're, um, and we have the magic clipboard. Um, and we're just going to go through that. But... Before we go too much farther, I would like to take a moment to thank you for listening to this week. Uh, we do hope that the games that you played have been great. I know I've been playing some awesome stuff recently. Um, we want to make our podcast more interactive. So please feel free to reach out to us on social media or shoot me an email, uh, message us on Facebook, etc. Uh, with any comments, questions, or topic suggestions as the year goes on. So to start with, I do want to go around the horn. Because I want to talk about one game. I know you haven't had any time to play anything because... Oh, that's not true. I've been playing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You haven't been playing anything new. No. But no we're going to talk about what you did. Um, because I think it's a, uh, an important lesson for everyone um, in how to uh, handle frustration. So, um, I have... I've been playing a lot of stuff, actually. Um... The three there are three games that I've been playing. Um, one is Steam World Heist, which is a cool side-scrolling strategy game. It's set in the same universe as uh, Steam World Dig. Uh, it's by that same company. It's kind of neat. I'm really not that far into it. Um, I, I was actually given the code by uh, the Geek Dad Gamer, uh, the guy that's in charge of Family Gamer TV over in the UK. Um, you can find him at Geek Dad Gamer all over the place. So uh, thank you for that code. It's pretty interesting. We're gonna have a review up soon. Um, I've also been playing um, Blossom, or no, what is that game's name? It's not Blossom. No. It's definitely not Blossom, because that would <laughs> that, be... That's like a 90s TV show, I think. Um, um, so no, I don't think it's Blossom. Uh, let's see here. It's a... What is it called? I'm bringing it up here. The man behind the curtain is laughing at me right now. I'm sure. I can't remember what it's called. It's okay. Nope. I'm going to find out. <laughs> Here we go. Because it's going to be on the Nintendo store. Whoa. Um... What in the? 
No, I'm gonna find it. Blossom Tales. So it is Blossom. Blossom is in it, but it's called Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. Straight up, guys, this is a Zelda 2D clone-ish with a girl as the main character. She has a flower in her hair. Um, this game is really good. Uh, it's better than it has any right to be. I probably put like four or five hours into it so far. Um, if you're done with Breath of the Wild, or if you own a Switch, or it's also on PC, um, and you are looking for something to kind of get you into the spirit of Legend of Zelda, this is a great game. Um, I really, I really like it. It's only 15 bucks. It's hard to argue with that. Um, lastly, and this is more just because I'm a glutton for punishment, and I just really desperately wanted a... Um, like, I wanted a JRPG to mess around with. I ended up picking up Romancing Saga 2, uh, which is a remake of, I believe, a PlayStation 1 era JRPG. I can't say that I necessarily recommend it for everybody because it's a little bananas. Uh, it's super complicated. You're like controlling a kingdom over the course of a whole bunch of years, and when one emperor dies, you can pass your power on to the next generation. It's really weird, uh, but I just wanted something to grind while I was um, on the treadmill. So those are my games. Um, of the three of them, the ones that I recommend the most right now are SteamWorld Heist and Blossom Tales. Hard to recommend Romancing Saga. I never played it somehow. Um, Jenna, you spent, I think, 18 hours yesterday I think that's an exaggeration, no, but I did spend a bit No, I don't think it's time. an exaggeration. You, yes, I think you spent about 18 hours. I wasn't even hours. awake for 18 hours yesterday. I think you spent 18 hours playing <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D on your 3DS, and I was sitting next to you on my laptop. Um, admittedly, I was playing Hearthstone um, for part of that, but I was trying, you know, getting work done, and you were having some frustrations, and I think that it is commendable that you did not break your DS and that you dealt with the frustration in a healthy and positive way. <laughs> and you beat your challenges. You stuck through it. I did. So everybody has heard me say a million and one times that Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is my favorite game. And it still is my favorite game. However, as I've been playing and as I've mentioned before, I've come to realize that I never actually <laughs> beat the game on the, was it a Nintendo 64? That I had it on? You never beat it on I never beat it. I got through the forest temple, and I gave up. And Steve also thought he finished the game and beat the game for me. Come to find out that as I'm playing through these temples, we realize that I don't think either of us ever beat the game. No, 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 that's not true. I have defeated Ganon. Ah, you didn't recognize half of the stuff that I showed you. Because I wasn't looking through it, but I know I beat Ganon. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways... I don't know about that. Those, Isn't that those one of those are, old people things? I don't know about that. Those are legit fighting words. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. Ocarina of Time. I don't think so. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I realize I have not played through this. So I had experienced quite a bit of frustration. I feel very called out right now. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. No, I defeated Ocarina no, you didn't. of Time. No, you didn't. You are such a No, jerk. you don't, because you don't remember anything that happened after the Forest Temple either. And I've asked you questions, you don't remember any of it. So Okay, let's look up when Ocarina of Time came out. No, they it can came, wait. No, it came no. out. No, they can wait. Came out in the 
Everybody? I believe you don't it mind. was 2,000. No, no, no. They're on my side. No, the audience not. is on my side. You're wrong. You didn't beat this game. If you beat this game, you would have been able to answer at least one of the two questions that I asked you. You didn't even know that there was a lens of truth or whatever it is. I knew. I just, and, it's been a long freaking time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm telling uh-huh. you it came out in 2000. Well, that's at not possible because it came out in 98. Well, we got the Nintendo 64 in 2000. Majora's Mask came out in 2000. Okay. I got Zelda Ocarina of Time without you. No, because you bought it for me. You did not own it. Your brother did not own it. You bought Michael it for me. definitely owned it. Not when we first started dating. I'm texting him right now. Okay, anyways. <laughs> anyways. I feel very called out right now. The whole point of the story is that I gave up. It did not beat the game yeah, the first I time did. around. <laughs> you have not been much help for me beating it this time around. Anyways, I had a lot of frustration in the Water Temple. I think I talked about that on Facebook, and I talked Everyone about it in a group. Everyone frustration in the, temp- and in the got through it, managed to get through it. Then I was just done, and I put the game aside again. Um, then I picked it up, and I did a bunch of little side quests, and I was in the Shadow Temple... Okay. And I was getting extremely frustrated getting through the Shadow Temple um, this past this this past weekend. And yes, I did want to throw the DS, and I did even chuck it into a pile of blankets a couple of times. But I made sure there was a pile of blankets there before I chucked it across the room. And I kept plowing through it, and I ended up giving up and watching some videos to see if I was doing it right. And I was doing everything right. I'm just really bad at timing and stuff like that so also, you um, kept looking for a jump button there's no jump button I wasn't, in arena of time i was hoping that i could jump so i got through the shadow temple i got into um i forget where i went after the shadow temple um forget what was next because doesn't really matter anyways i got into the next section i got through and i got frustrated again i beat the boss in the next section the twins um ganon's little um uh, spirit Temple. That's where I went to next. Got through the Spirit Temple and got real frustrated again in um, the entrance of Ganon's castle and put it aside. But I think you pointed out that the longer I played and the more frustrated I got, the harder it got to beat the bosses. So I had to just kind of take some time away, put it down. The phrase that I used was, you were on tilt. <laughs> and I was on tilt mode of my DS, so I kept getting really confused. I was on motion control. Yeah. So the first few times I said, honey, you're on tilt. Maybe you should take a break. She assumed that I was talking literally about the settings in the game. And no, what I was talking about was sometimes when you're frustrated with a game, you need to stop because you're not acting with a clear head. And this is something that a lot of kids don't know, right? Like they don't understand that the... Um, that there is value in taking a break. Like sometimes you don't want to just punch your head on something. And this is valid with work and with anything that takes time and concentration and mental effort. Because the reality is once you go on tilt, you're not going to be making your best decisions. You're not going to be playing as well as you can. So if you're playing like a single player game, stop. Yeah. Um, if, you've got, if, you're, uh, if you're a Hearthstone player, you know, if your kid's playing Hearthstone and they're trying to rank up, you know, and in order to do that, you need to win a bunch of games in a row. If they get just beat and they're mad, you need to teach them to stop. Because if you get beat embarrassingly, sometimes it just happens, right? You you don't want to lose like four or five games in a row being dumb, making inappropriate decisions because you're on tilt. 
because then you're going to lose all the work that you've done. Um, that's the kind of stuff that may, you know, the, the one more try kind of thing. Sometimes is a good plan. Other times it's not. And, and it's so, funny because the game actually stops you and tells you, well, Navi in there is like, um, I'm tired. I think you're tired. You need to stop now. And it, yeah. Take a rest. And I didn't listen to it. And like I said, I got real frustrated with the boss and Shadow Temple. And, and I kept telling you, listen, take a break. Take, sometimes it's just a matter of five minutes. Take a break. Take a walk. Go to get a drink of water, um, and you know th- this is these are little things that having the skill to recognize when you are not going to be having a clear head when you need a minute. That's something that I have taken from the games that I play. I know when I'm at work and things are uh, are crazy, and I know that I'm not going to make I'm not going to say the right thing or I'm not gonna make the right decision. And I don't go into my one-on-ones at work on tilt, right? Like it's that kind of thing, like you know, like you just gotta, you know when it's a good time. And so encouraging our kids to do that is a good thing. So I thought it was a nice teaching lesson. It was, it was a good teaching lesson in a, in a lot of ways to take a break. And it was interesting that our, and our kids saw that. Right. They saw me say, honey, why don't you take a break? And you know what, every time you took a break, you came back to it, you didn't beat it immediately. It wasn't like magic, but you know, you took a break, you came back, you had a clear head, you were moving more efficiently, yep. you know? Also, you used your resources, because the reality is video games, you ain't got nothing to prove to nobody, right? So you right. looked up some walkthroughs, you found some hints, and those things make a big difference, especially on these older games that are not designed to be easy. No, they're not. And, and our children have gotten frustrated in games, and especially older games that, that aren't easy to follow, and they've given up. And I think the fact that I'm sticking with it, even if it's gonna take me a year, to beat the game i'm sticking with it and i'm going to beat the game because i like it i mean they're interested they they're interested in the games that they play but they get super frustrated when they're hard and a lot of times they just get put away and they ask for the next new game and we've kind of made a resolution for this new year that we're not going to get the next new game necessarily i mean unless we need to review it or something but they're not we're, they're not going to get every game that they want yeah. because they have to go through and finish the catalog of games that we have and that's kind of our resolution that yeah. we've made together is don't give up on these things pull them out they might be challenging they might be hard you might have gotten frustrated but go back and and play them yeah no i i, I agree and that's that i think that that's something that we learned this past year um and i think a lot of folks can especially if they're you know your gamer parent and so you get stuff for yourself and so as a result the things you get for yourself are also things you get for your kids right like you know we got super mario odyssey and you know having to explain to the kids like listen mario odyssey came out in the end of october if i was not getting it for myself there is no way that that was not going to be under the christmas tree like no way the switch Probably would have been. I mean, how many people do we know just in the that listen to this podcast or Facebook? That got the switch for the holidays. holidays. So um, I know that's a weird segue for us to talk about that. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up later, but why not? Like the idea of he and I went to GameStop the other day. I did take him to GameStop on Friday uh, while we were having our little chat, and I went to pre-order a game, and he assumed 100% that I was pre-ordering Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. And when I got up to that front register and I pre-ordered something else that was for me and not for him, and I was like, hey, buddy, you're going to have to finish some games and actually like do the hard stuff instead of playing through the first three levels of every game and giving up, um, he had a little 
he had a little moment with me. Yeah. It'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, the first is to first world problems. You have right. to play some of the three or four dozen games. We, I didn't have a back catalog when I was a kid. You got We got like three games a year. We played that crap out of those things. Um, I don't want my 11-year-old to have a back catalog bigger than me. Uh, he needs to get through the classics for him. So, um, Although he did beat Breath of the Wild. He did. He did beat the Breath holiday, of the Wild. Which is pretty impressive. But anyway. Okay, anyway. That, been, was, that was my around the horn. horn. Yep. Yeah. So that's around the horn. We, 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 we uh, meandered a bit. But I think that's okay. Um, we definitely want to hear what you're playing, though. So head on in to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Tell us what you're playing uh, because we'd love to talk about it because I'm curious as to what everybody else is playing right now. Um, so that is around the horn. Um, why don't we take a little break? And then we will come back, and then uh, we will go through everybody's favorite games of the year. Sounds good. All right, we'll be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 116 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I'm still Steven, still joined by my wife, Jenna, and we are here to talk about the Fav- our favorite video games of 2017. Okay. 2017 was bananas. There was a lot. I mean, the Switch came out. Uh, two of the, you know, I mean, the best Nintendo game of all time came out. We had a remake for Final Fantasy XII, which I didn't even make my list. Horizon Zero Dawn was crazy. We just had so many good games. And then when we when we actually ex- asked everybody to come up with their lists, um, I was surprised at the diversity on our lists. So I figured we would go through it. Um, let's start with Maggie. Okay. Because it's pretty simple. Straight <laughs> up Pokemon. Um, so her two favorite games were Pokemon Go. Which, which was not a 2017 Which is not game. a 2000. It doesn't matter. She it likes it. Matter. She loved it. Um, and so she still, every time we're out and about... Wants to play it, wants to participate, loves it. Um, and her number two uh, was uh, called Pokemon Camp. It's a free-to-play, ta- you know, preschooler-themed uh, Pokemon game where you're doing puzzles and matching colors and you know, getting to play with the younger versions of some of the starter Pokemon. Super cute. It is cute. It's on the iPad. Uh, it's free. Yep. Uh, which is nice. Um, and I don't think it did you do was it. Was there ever any way to spend money in that? Yeah, there are. There, there are ways to. Uh, I think you. I don't know. I I never encountered. I one. never encountered it, but I think if you want to rush, there's like it's a time component. I think if oh. there's a way to buy something. I don't remember though. Um, I honestly don't. I watched right. her play it a bunch. It's cute. It does lose its. She does lose interest in it after a but while. But then she takes a couple of days off it and comes couple, back and exactly, she loves it. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, those are her two favorites. Um, it's uh, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Camp. Uh, a distant third for her was uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which is uh, the free-to-play Nintendo Animal Crossing game on iOS and Android. It came out towards the end of the year. Um, it's adorable. She created herself. She did create herself on my on my phone, and she uses it. She gets real frustrated because there's a lot of reading involved and she's only five so um she doesn't read very well she reads but she doesn't read enough to but she does like just wandering around on the beach picking up seashells and yeah and collecting things 
she loves the collecting aspect, and then we have to figure out the giving it, giving the the, the seashell to the elephant or whatever. So, right. Um, so those are her three. We're not belaboring the point here. Two of them you probably already have heard of. Um, Pokemon Camp, though, especially if a preschooler, is worth a look um, because it's a great way for them to participate in the Pokemon like genre at this point um if they can't play a full on pokemon, pokemon game. game right um so next um so how do we want to do this so the next so all of us we'll go with me next because mine well, do we want to do three 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 four you know two 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 one 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 do we want to do that or do we want to just go through each person's list no we'll go through each person's list all right so let's go through yours okay my third favorite game of the year and, and this was hard for me because i didn't have a lot of time this year to play as many video games as I wanted to. Um, I've watched a lot of video games and I have definite opinions of the ones that I've watched, but the ones that I've actually played. Um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which we just talked about, it's a fun little game that I can play when I'm waiting in line somewhere or mm-hmm. at the doctor's office or you know, waiting to do something that, that's, you know, it's not, doesn't take a lot of mental power it's not very time consuming you could do it for a few minutes and then set it aside and you don't lose anything so um i i like mobile apps on my phone but i i don't like the fact that most of them require you to sit there with your phone in front of you for quite a bit of time which i don't have this is a quick little i can do this for you know five ten minutes and just be done um so that's my third favorite the second game on my list was one that we played the demo of and then um during the holiday break, one of our sons had a friend come over who got arms for the Nintendo Switch. I liked the demo. The demo was fun. I actually liked playing the game a lot. Um, we had a really good time with it. Um, the kids took turns. I took turns. You can get pretty far with simple button mashing. Once you figure out what the buttons do, you can get even farther. It, it's a silly... Um, it's a silly looking fighting game, but it works the same way every other fighting game works. So there's strategy and things that you can do and moves that you can learn and, and superpowers that you can build up and, and, and use your super. So I was surprised because the demo was fun, but it just looks so silly. But it really is a good game when you get down to it and, and, and play. So ARMS would be second on my list. Um, and, and the number one? The number one game on my list... It, a lot of people said it was underwhelming, but I liked it, and it was Splatoon 2. Um, we know that I like Splatoon. I like Splatoon 2 for the changes that it made. I like the fact that it's continuing the the um, the game on a different system. I had a real hard time getting used to playing it on the Switch because I was so used to playing it on the Wii U. Um, but it's still a good, clean not clean, but you know what I mean. Like clean, like not blood and gore, and, and, and it's a good shooter. So if you like shooters and you want to play with your kids and have them get involved in a shooter too, Splatoon 2 is the way to go because it's, you know, it's, it's family-friendly. It's something you can, you can challenge yourself in the online battles. You can challenge yourself in the, I forget what the name of the battle mode is that you play, ranking, the rank mode. Um, you know, as an adult, you can get a lot of, you know, good gameplay out of it, and it's a fun game to play with your family. They're still supporting Splatfests and doing stuff like that. Um, but I think, for me, it was still a good game. For the kids, I think it was a little underwhelming um, for them, and I don't know why. I don't know why people have said it's underwhelming. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, 
one of the big pieces of criticism leveraged at the game is that it wasn't quote unquote worthy of a full sequel. And while I I don't necessarily disagree, um, I think that's just a label. I mean, we bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and and don't regret it. Right. Um, so whether they called it Splatoon 2 or Splatoon For DX the, or whatever, yeah. who cares? Um, I think it's a it, it, they upgraded it enough and have since supported it with some very nice quality of life changes, um, like the fact that now you can change your loadouts in the lobby, which right. was you know one of the issues we always had as a family is we wanted to pass the controller, but that means we all had to use the same weapon in right. order to make it really fair. Um, and now that's not true because you can change in the lobby, which is pretty cool. Um, right. So that's uh, so that's Splatoon 2. Uh, you know what? It did not make my top three. However, um, it is in my top five. Right. So I can't, you know, it, and, it, and in any other year. I mean, Splatoon was my game of the year last year. Right. And, right? and I don't no, know. No, In 2015, wasn't. Splatoon was my favorite right. game of the year. But last year games- was Overwatch. For games that I played, I mean, I, I could really—I only felt right doing games that I actually played. I have watched everybody play all of the other games, but I really haven't gotten my hands on the Switch that often since it's coming to the house, unfortunately. Well, um, I think that just means we're gonna have to get another one. So, um, so yeah, that—that's my. So that's my. Those are my top three. I I I will wholeheartedly agree with other people's top three choices on the list just by watching them, though. Yeah, no. So, well, let's go. Let's go through the boys uh, because, you know what, their their lists are pretty interesting. I think uh, yeah. so. Number three for who? For Jake, we're gonna go through Jake. Okay, he's uh, our younger boy. He's the younger, uh, the middle son. He's uh, nine. He just he is turned nine. nine. They know. I know, but, but yes, um, his number three is Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. He, um, this is the first real like open world game that he played. Um, he has he has not gotten very far, but he's beaten a couple of the divine beasts. You know he's he's doing pretty well he's for himself. He's doing well for never having played this game this before, and it's is, hard for him. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, he is, but he loves it. But he, lo- yeah, oh, absolutely, he loves it. Um, he beat, you know what? He beat the thunder, um, the thunder blighted Ganon, um, which is, uh, uh, from my experience, the hardest one. And he beat it. So um, that's impressive stuff. So, and it's so funny because he plays the game so differently than you and, and our oldest one do. Oh, yeah. He just, he just throws just, himself. He just is like, all right, there's that thing. I'm going to go hit it. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't you know, stop to go. He doesn't prep he, and build up and, and, and get to the point where he's no. like ready for it. He just goes full tilt at it. And he's doing all right, so. He's totally the, yeah, it's amazing watching him. And it's infuriating in some ways because he does stuff in the ways that I would never, like he's, it's very organic for him. He's just exploring. Um, I love it. So that is um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number two for him, big fan of this one. I completely forgot it existed. It should have been on one of my lists. And that's Graceful Explosion Machine. Do you remember Graceful Explosion Machines? No, I don't. Graceful Explosion Machines came out on the Switch shortly after um, launch. It was it's a shoot 'em up, all bright colors, pinks, oranges, bright purples, etc. And you control a little spaceship. And the idea is you fly around these levels, and you have to blow up all the enemies, and that's it. You was can... it like the ones with the little green gobby things? Yeah, you had to shoot them. Oh, okay, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I. I 
this is absolutely one of the best games of the year, and I'm mad at myself for not even remembering it. Um, he loves it. He when I asked him what his favorite games were, this was the first. This was actually the first one that came to his mind. Then as he thought more, the games kind of moved around a little bit. Graceful Explosion Machine uh, is an indie game on the Switch. If you bought a Switch on the holidays and are looking for like a kind of cool, quick, easy to pick up action game, I cannot recommend. Graceful Explosion Machine more. Um, and his last one, um, it, I mean, this is just a gimme, but it's Pokemon Ultra Moon. Right. He loves the hell out of that Pokemon series. Um, the, if they put a Pokemon game out, it will be his number one game of the year. He's all pokemon out. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I, no, I, I think he likes the way that these games are. This particular game, because he's played other Pokemon and has not been as enthralled. He's played... One of Evan's old ones. I don't know if it was Pokemon White. Or... I gave him Pokemon Y. Right, but he, he Pokemon wasn't as enthralled. I think he really likes the Alola region. I think he really, really, really digs the accessibility well, of I mean, the game. Because he's crushed is... Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. He loves Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, but this is this was way more accessible and easier for yeah. him. I no, mean, you're he right. did get mad because we both got the same game and I beat it before him. Um, and that, that made him real mad. Um but he's actually really excited that I don't have Ultra Moon because I, I, it took me a long time to realize that it's actually a different game. I thought it was just the same game with more. Um, but now that I've no, seen it, game. yeah, now that I've seen it, it's yeah, it a means, different game. Means you're gonna have to get it. I have to finish. Uh, some. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I really did enjoy it. It was a good game, but yeah. I don't know if I want the the Ultra one yet. We'll see. But that was There's that makes time. sense for him. There's time. Because yeah. it'll be out forever. It's not like the price is going to change. So um, so that is Jake. Now let's go to uh, E-Man. Yeah. Um, his are a little bit more predictable, I thought. Um, his number three is Mario Odyssey. Um, and I here's what's crazy about this. In any other year, Mario Odyssey would have been the game of the year for everybody. Unanimous decision. Um, yeah. But because of all the other really great stuff that came out this year, um, we are seeing it kind of overshadowed. It's a problem that Nintendo has definitely had, right? They released a, a new a Zelda group. and a Mario game in the, sa- in the um, same exactly, um, and that's not that hasn't happened before where they've released them in the same year um, because they would have carried the year alone with either um, of them, right? So uh, he loves Mario Odyssey. He beat it before I did. In fact, he spoiled part of the ending for me, uh, which is a new problem. Um, but and he has gone back and has slowly started. Uh, getting back some more extra power moons. I actually even went to it today to try and um, you know work with the photo mode a little bit to get some stuff for our social channels. And um, t- today found like twenty some odd power moons. So like there's a lot of game left for both of us. There's nine hundred some odd. I am not even close. Um, so it's a great game. I. I, everybody bought. Everybody that's buying a Switch can, is going to buy it. Like I, I don't really feel like I have to sell that game too hard. You don't. You don't. And it's it's visually, like I said, I haven't played it yet. Visually, it's a good game to watch. It's it, it's cool and it's different in a way that Mario Galaxy was cool and different. It like brings something new to the regular the whole game. I mean, uh, we know it's new, but it's just a new vibe to it too, which I really like. Agreed. So. Um, that's Mario Odyssey. Uh, his second favorite game of the year 
not not really a surprise for us. It's Mario, it is Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. <clears throat> this game uh, was largely panned by critics. Lots of critics didn't like it. A lot of people in the FGC fighting game community didn't like it. It was too accessible. It was too this. It was too that. There wasn't Wolverine. Um, guys, I'm going to tell you what. Casual fans like my son, who is not a, pr a primo fighting game guy. He just wants to get in there and beat dudes up with Ryu. Um, he loved this game. He yeah. absolutely loved it. Um, he learned a lot. He he beats me. I actually have to try really hard um, because I'm you know he's practicing a lot more than I am. Um, <laughs> he did get owned by his friend who came over between the holiday breaks. So because his friend is really good at picking out the moves and remembering them. So. Um, and whereas our son, our son doesn't master. really, he's getting better, but he really doesn't practice correctly. But he's not going to be a pro fighting game player, probably. But who knows? Um, so that's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It, the, the good news is the price on that is pretty low because it was underwhelming. And it's going to be getting more support. And one of the biggest drawbacks was that it didn't have X-Men characters. I would be stunned if now that Disney has bought Marvel. Or, no, at. Disney has bought Fox that, you know, maybe we'll see uh, Wolverine back in there. Maybe. So that is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And his number one, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, the kid dressed up as Zelda for Halloween one year. You'll see that on our Instagram. Link, not Zelda. Oh, that's right. He dropped off. <laughs> he just, did I do it? You did it. I did it. Guys, you can hate on me. Add at me. It's, it's late. I'm exhausted. He dressed up as Link. Um, this year I'm gonna make him dress up as Zelda just so I can just so I can make up he, for myself. He, no, he's at the age now where you will not get him to do that. Probably not. Maggie will do it though. No, she won't. She's all mad about it. She looks like she could be a great like, what is it? The little the cute little cartoon Zelda, Toon Zelda from, Wind, from Wind Waker. Yeah, but she she won't do it. She's stubborn. I'll I'll get her too. <laughs> so um, he loves him some Link. He does. And he loves him some Zelda. Um, and we have Zelda-themed everything for this holiday for him, let uh, me tell you. Yeah. So um, so Breath of the Wild, he, uh, his new, his new, he beat the first one. He beat the regular mode for Breath of the Wild. He, fin he defeated Ganon. Um, but rather than go through and, like, beat the DLC or do any of those things, um, his new quest <laughs> is Master Mode. Yes. He is absolutely convinced he's going to beat this game master in Master Mode. Um, master Mode is part of the DLC where basically um, they take it so that all of the enemies that are placed throughout the map are all one level of difficulty higher. Um, and they put crazier... Like there's a Lionel on the Great Plateau, which is like the beginner area. They put an endgame enemy in the middle of there when there is no way you are ever going to be able to defeat it. Um, plus, they can regenerate health <laughs> yeah. if you don't continuously attack hey, them. He's confident. Let him, let him be confident. Um, well, it turns it into a stealth game. Right. Right? That, it, that's what it is. So, um, he's loving it. Uh, and so that was his number one game. I'm, listen, I can't argue with any of his choices either. Um, Breath nope. of the Wild is amazing. So It's probably I, the most beautiful game I've ever seen. I, <sighs> no, it really is. It's really, really pretty. It's really pretty. I love... Well, let me just... Let's get into it. All right, so now here I am, the editor-in-chief. I got to lay out my um, top games of the year, and I started a fight when I declared it um, in this house. So here we go. Um, for the record, I did do a top five 
Um, so number five is Splatoon 2. Number four is Mario vs. Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, number three, Super Mario Odyssey. We talked about that before. Um, I just absolutely adore that game. It feels like Super Mario uh, 64 for me, which is really... Really, you know, it's more my brother's childhood than mine, but I loved wandering. I still remember, you know, being on the phone with a, you know, a high school girlfriend playing through Nintendo 64. Like some of those fond memories of playing through that game and some of the levels, I was just reminded of those challenges. So absolutely love it. Um, so that is Super Mario. My number two game is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. All of the things that I said when describing it for. Jacob and Evan are true. I love this game. It's beautiful. I, I learned about things that I never thought I would I would learn. Um, I it's the first game that where I was really challenged to like use real world physics, you know. Because if it if I thought it was going to work, it probably did, and it did. Um, it's very interesting how I solve puzzles there. Um, and I never really felt like I knew what they wanted me to do, but I knew what I wanted to do. And a lot of times that was good. Um, I have defeated it. I am slowly working towards having a motorcycle. Um, but now, and also now that I have the hero's path mode, I realize that I really have not been very far. Like there are whole, there's like a third of the map that I just never went into. So um, I am going to slowly over time get all those pieces, get the Korok seeds. I'm, I'm, at the very least, I'm going to try and get all the shrines. All right. Um, I don't know if Master Mode is for me, but I'm definitely getting all the shrines, especially when I have a freaking motorcycle, yo. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm I'm fine with the horse, but um, you no, know but how I feel about motorized vehicles and. It's and, a freaking motorcycle, I yo. No. Motorcycle and Zelda. You I'm get a Pona. You're fine. Um, we don't have the amiibo. You can only get a Pona with the amiibo. We have a Pona. I don't. Do I? Yes. How did I get a Pona? You have an Amiibo. Oh. Oh, I do have the Amiibo. But <laughs> I didn't. But I, I, don't, I rarely use horses in that game. I know. Um, so I don't even know if I'm going to use the, micro, the, uh, the, the motorcycle. motorcycle. I uh, almost you, said the microwave. Okay, so, what's your number one game that you played in 2017? Guys, when I declared this, my kids were about to mutiny. Like, they wanted to kick me out of the house. Why? I mean, because, because they I wanted picked, it to be Zelda. Because they wanted it to be Zelda. But guys, I picked Horizon Zero Dawn. Which is an awesome looking game. And it caused a war in this house. Now, um, I don't, I st I'm going to stand by my guns. Here is why. I firmly believe The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best game that Nintendo has ever made. Period. Full stop. But, which by the way, the full stop... Did you know that, that just means period in Japan, or not Japan, in Australia? That's what they say. They don't say period. They say, oh, and I'll put a full stop there. Okay. I found that out like a week ago in a YouTube <laughs> video from Alana Pierce. Full stop means period. So when someone's saying, oh, blah, 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 period, full stop, they're just saying period, period. Yeah. I learned a thing. Okay. So, uh, and now everybody else did. So, um, Legend of Zelda is amazing. But when I think about the games that kept me up at night, Ones that I was, like, Zelda didn't pull me along, right? I had to push through it. It really did, it was very listless. It was gorgeous. The story I, was hard to follow. If you did it out of order, I get what you're saying. It, it didn't, it's an open world game. It didn't pull me anywhere. I just kind of went. 
And I was driven by my desire to just go. Right. Right? I just wanted to go. Um, and also because I was playing a Zelda game and I just loved it. Horizon made me finish it. Right. Because I needed to know what happened. Now, right. many people have heard the story. You know, I will, Horizon Zero Dawn came out like four days before Zelda did. And so I wasn't going to buy Horizon. I was going to wait. Um, but uh, we had our issue with Amazon and our Switch didn't come in. Right. So I, in a fit of anger, just bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. I know you weren't super pleased. No. Um, but you understood. I do. Now. Maybe in the moment you were not happy. Um, and so what I did is I sat down and I said, fine, if I'm not going to have my Switch, I'm going to play Horizon Zero Dawn. I had taken time off from the day job. And here I was, and I played, I think, 30 hours of Horizon Zero Dawn over the course of like two and a half days. More than you played at Metroid Prime, and it didn't annoy me. So that's saying pretty, something. Which is pretty impressive. That's saying um, something. This game is gorgeous. Um, probably one of the prettiest games I have ever seen. On par with Zelda. I wouldn't say on, it's, I wouldn't say it's pretty. You it's, miss you missed some of the stuff. It's it's like super realistic and probably one of the most realistic looking tribal world alternative sci-fi you know cool looking games. The story was neat. I wish I had sat and seen the story, but I'm glad that I stopped because then maybe one day I can actually play the game myself and not have spoilers. But it was one of those stories where you're 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 watching it. I could sit in the same room and watch the story and want to know what happened and want to see you play through the game because it was just cool. Yeah. I mean, it, there there are a few games that I've been able to just sit and and actually watch the game while you're playing. Um, this ranks along Final Fantasy X for me, for, for viewership, um, for being able to sit and view the game while somebody else is playing. Yeah, I mean, this, this game, I was so hungry to see what happened, because I wanted to know. And the, here's the thing, right? So the story is set in the far post-apocalyptic future. There's these robot, like machine animals that are out there running amok. Um, and historically, they've been peaceful, but for whatever reason, they're getting agitated. And that's when the game starts. And you play Aloy, who is a very cool character, strong female protagonist. Um, and she is kind of intertwined in this whole mess in a lot of ways that you, you, you I mean, you think you know everything. You think you know from the minute you're like, oh, this is simple. I got this. I know what's going on. Um, this is not a spoiler. I'm going to tell you, you ain't, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, I just dropped that quote on you. You know nothing. And that's what's awesome about it, right? Three or four times I thought I knew what was going on. And then I turned out I, I was missing details or maybe I misread a thing. This is super rad. I recommend that everyone plays it. Um, this is, it is rated T for teen. However, um, it's rated T for teen because there is a human that is the protagonist, and there are occasions where you are fighting other humans, um, but they are not story-focused for the most part. Yeah, it's not The Last of Us. Um, oh, well, I mean, it's definitely not The Last of Us, but you know what I mean. What like, I mean is you can... Those are the kind of things where you can hold off on those segments until maybe after the kids go to bed, and then you can come back to fighting the giant dinosaurs. Um, they can watch. They can give you hints. They can help you search. They can help you keep track of the map. Um, 
this is not a you know this is a, definitely a game that is um, you know the, the movie aspect of it you know experiencing the narrative is something that I think a lot of folks could enjoy it does get a little dark towards the end so maybe not with your preschoolers but um, my oldest our, our oldest I would absolutely let play this game um, so um, yeah that's our game that's my game of the year uh, and thus being that I'm the editor-in-chief I can say that is the engaged family gaming game of the year for 2017 Horizon Zero Dawn Okay, I am shocked on E-Man's list that the Star Wars game didn't make it on there. That he played quite a bit. Was it the the, the he played the Star Wars game? Was it bat? It wasn't Battlefront, was it? Yeah, Battlefront. Maybe it was Battlefront. What was the one that he, Battlefront came out last year though? Okay, there was one that he played this year that came out that was a Star Wars themed game. I was surprised it didn't make it. Did they do something different with Battlefront? I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, anyways, there was one that he played quite a bit at the beginning of the year that didn't make his list, but um, I'll have to ask him what it was. I'm trying to think, too. Yeah, I mean, Evan plays a lot of stuff. Um, I think he tries just about everything that comes into the house. Um, but, yeah, really, the only Star Wars Maybe game... it was Battlefront 2. No, Battlefront 2 just came out like a month ago. And he has not played that because we are not buying it. No, I can't remember what it was. Anyways. So, anyway, that's it. That's yeah. it. Those are our favorite games of 2017. Now, I know we might have missed something. And these are only our favorites, right? So, this is not, you know, we're not telling you what to do. So, here's what I want you to do. Um, I want you to tell us your favorites. Head on over uh, to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Let me know what you think. Uh, what are your favorite games from last year? Um, we're going to come back next week, and we're actually going to be talking about our most anticipated board games of 2018. And let me tell you, 2018 is going to be bananas, thanks to uh, the we were fortunate enough to find a list of upcoming games. Um, and then the week after that, um, the most anticipated video games. And I'll give you a hint, folks. There's some JRPGs coming out this year that we are kind of looking forward to. But there's a lot of good stuff. This is going to be a... The, I, 2018 is not going to be as good as 2017. But 2018 is still shaping up to be pretty good. So, uh, folks, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 116. My name is Steven. And this is Jenna. Good night, everybody. And you all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. We love having you uh, be a part of our community. Uh, it's been an honor to be able to produce this podcast and work with you guys. Um, we didn't get to say it at the end of last year because I didn't plan it right, but uh, big thank you to the man behind the curtain, John, who uh, is the one that keeps this show running. Um, and what, what, do, what do you got? Holy crap. Nothing, nothing. nothing. She's, she's looking for the game that, no. Evan, that Evan played. Um, she didn't find it. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week to talk about our most anticipated board games. See ya. Bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. Don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next.